2: Welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes. No Wacky Wednesday as Adam Best is out. Went from questionable to doubtful, downgraded to out. I apologize for being 15 minutes later than normal. Busy day. And if you're in Kansas City, there's an absolute monsoon happening outside of my house Couple that with construction. Old boy was having a difficult time getting home, but this will be a traditional AMA. Feel free to ask me anything you want. Hopefully Chiefs related, but I'll try and answer any questions you might have, regardless of NFL or not. I do like one comment already saying, late, you're fired. I apologize. Please, come on now please cut me some slack. I do want to touch first on the Justin Ross story for everyone who's not been up to date. Again, I don't want to give too many opinions on this, so I will lay the facts out for you. What we do know, because speculation does no good in a situation like this. We saw how the Tyreek Hill situation played out. Let's not try and be first. Let's try and be right. So I will take this from Adam Teicher. Chiefs Justin Ross charged with domestic battery and property damage. So what this is now, domestic battery and criminal property damage of less than $1,000 court records in Johnson County, Kansas show. He was arrested Monday in Shawnee, Kansas, and he pleaded not guilty. To both misdemeanor uh, misdemeanor charges misdemeanor not felony originally we thought it was going to be felony it was downgraded to misdemeanor the hearing was yesterday afternoon and the bond was set at two thousand five hundred dollars ross is due again in court on december 4th that is what we have so far if you listen to the podcast yesterday um We broke it down in a little more detail, but I do not want to try and uh, have this be the main story. Things are going so well in Chiefs' kingdom. We're not going to speculate here. That is right now what we know. Looks like he is still currently on the Chiefs' roster, so that's what we have so far in regards to Justin Ross. Now, let's get into some Nick Bolton news, right? Nick Bolton news. This is what we want to hear. This is what we came for. Nick Bolton had surgery in LA this week. Andy Reid said today he was not sure whether Nick Bolton was going to land on IR or how long he is planning on being out. I think the majority of um, smart people, majority of doctors, majority of people much more in the know than me. Expect him to be on the IR. This is still around a six to eight week recovery time, looking around December by the time Nick Bolton is back. Uh, Andy Reid also said there was no need during the procedure yesterday for metal to be put into the wrist to support it. That is very good news. By not having to put the metal into his wrist to support it, That means Bolton could return to the field a little bit quicker. He obviously has already missed three games this season because of an ankle injury. But this was very good news on the surgery front in regards to Nick Bolton. Sounds like it was, he he missed having worst-case scenario. Having to put something in to stabilize that was going to take and make for a longer recovery period. This is good news for Nick Bolton and, quite frankly, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I see a comment from Joe Say What saying, sunny on I-55 in Missouri and nice and warm. Not here. Not bad weather here in Kansas City, but let me tell you, it is a monsoon. My yard is flooded. Taking the dog out right now is no good. I had to bust the uh, Timberlands out already. Typically, the Timberlands wait until snow, but when it rains this much, Got to bust the Tims out. Uh, Jimmy Trimble says, if you don't get more bad news during a surgery, that's good news. I'm with you, Jimmy. I mean, seriously. This was, for all purposes, great news in regards to Nick Bolton and his wrist. The Chiefs are in a great position as well, where because of the foresight of Brett Veach, where he added the depth of Drew Tranquil, you're not rushed. You're not in a situation where you're saying, all right, Nick Bolton, get back out there, play with the cast. We need you. The Chiefs are sitting here at 6-1, top of not just the AFC, but the NFL, with depth, with a ton of depth in their linebacker room. That is great news. You allow him to rest and come back 100%. Scary for the rest of the NFL. Again, I gave some of my thoughts yesterday on this, but I think obviously Drew Tranquil will be the biggest benefactor of the Nick Bolton injury. But don't sleep on Leo Chanel And the reason being, as versatile as Drew Tranquil is, as he will take over the green dot duties on defense, as well as he can get, you know, downfield and, and bring down the quarterback, as well as he was a top 15 coverage linebacker according to PFF last year, his weakness if you will he's a little lighter his ability to be that good in pass coverage because he's quick he sacrifices a little bit of the bulk and so where where he he thrives in that regard he can struggle a little bit getting downhill in the run game that's where leo steps in here because willie gate jr quite frankly is having a very underrated season for kansas city this year as an all-around linebacker Willie Gay Jr. thrives as a pass coverage linebacker. He actually was also ranked top 15 as a coverage linebacker, according to PFF. So, Leo Chenal, where he thrives, is getting downhill and stopping the run. If the Chiefs try, and typically we do see them do this a lot, those two linebacker sets, I wonder if a bigger benefactor might actually be Leo Chenal, so that way he can help out in the run game. Also, you have Jack Conkren. Someone that the Chiefs could potentially uh, have a little more playing time as well. But obviously, every single team, every single team, uh, as Phantom says, it's a next man up league, has injuries. The Chiefs, quite frankly, are lucky. You never want to see injury, but are lucky that it was an injury to a position of depth. That really helps. I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Charles and Minahu in his game Sunday. It brings a smile to my face because Steve Spagnola was not forced. He was not forced to send these design blitzes that we're so used to seeing from him. Do you think Spags was maybe the happiest dude in Arrowhead? Spags just sitting back saying, you know what? I think it was 17% of the time he sent a blitz. So that means 83% of the time, four dudes are rushing after the quarterback and they still had five sacks. Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil against his former team, George Carloftis, Mike Dana, and Charles O. And what makes this so impactful? We saw the NASCAR package, obviously, with the Giants. We saw the NASCAR package a little bit with Mike Dana thrown in. But now you have a souped up. NASCAR package where if you still want to have Mike Dan on the field, you can. But now you add in a 6'5, 265 dude in Charles and Minahu who has uh, Victor Wimbenyama style arms batting down balls. This defense is Spag's dream. Charles and Minahu fits this defense to a T. It should allow more one on ones for Chris Jones, especially when they're playing on the interior together. This, to me, is one of the more underrated signings of the offseason. Obviously, Adam Best has been pounding his chest about this. If he would hear me talk about Charles O. right now, uh, you know he'd be jealous of what I'm saying because he was the first dude on this. But don't let him know I'm giving Adam a ton of credit. So when he comes back Wednesday, please keep it under wraps. I'm giving Best a ton of credit here. But the defensive line, this is the best we have seen it look in the Mahomes era by far. Oregon fishing says Leo could benefit from this too with more time on the field. Boy is a beast. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, again, Leo Chanel is going to have to evolve and, and I wonder where the chiefs go. Eventually, obviously Nick Bolton's going to either get a second contract or he's gone. Will he get junior same situation? Are the chiefs going to keep spending more and more draft capital? Obviously drew tranquil is a one-year deal. Are you going to be spending more draft capital at linebacker? Or are you going to try and trust Leo Chennault to take that next step and become an all-around linebacker? This might be a situation where, obviously, Leo has struggled in pass coverage, maybe given the opportunity, he can grow. Obviously, we saw Nick Bolton grow in pass coverage this past offseason from last year to this year, from from Mizzou to the NFL. We have seen a steady growth, especially in pass coverage, from Nick
0: Bolton.
2: As the Chiefs take on the Broncos two times in three weeks, part of me is nervous. Not the part, the rational part, not the part of it's the freaking Chiefs who are getting right. Not a situation of the Chiefs who looks like their offense is starting to click against one of the worst teams in the NFL. But when you have a team's number and you play them two times in three weeks, there's a lot of situations to go awry. There's a lot of interesting tidbits of, you know, this team very well, you know what they can and can't do. And when you try and beat a team for the 17th straight time, I know when you flip a coin, if it's heads 16 times in a row, it's still a 50-50 shot of the 17th one being heads. But the, I was never good at math, by the way, the number side of me is sitting here going, I get that and all, but it's got to be tails eventually. I don't think it's this week. But I would not be surprised if this is a very wonky game. A couple questions in the chat. I'm going to get to. Angry drunken German says, "Any chance that Pirine or Prince are elevated over Ceh after the bye week?" Um, great question. Really good question. As much as I think I would personally like to see that, I'd be surprised, man. The Chiefs, for some reason, really like Clyde Edwards Lair. Now he's been ineffective. He's not been good. I think we all would imagine P. Ryan or even Prince could do exactly what C.E.H. is doing. The Chiefs like him. And until shown differently, until they show any sort of affinity for not giving him snaps when, quite frankly, he shouldn't be. I think he's still going to be there. Now, I understand the thought process of you're not going to play um, Isaiah Pacheco the entire game. You're just you're just not that that is absurd in today's NFL for a running back to play that many snaps. But what I find interesting is Clyde only played seven snaps, but didn't feel like more because every time he's on the field, there's just such a drastic feel whenever Clyde touches the ball only in the field again for seven snaps. But every time he touches the ball, we're automatically thinking this is going nowhere. At best, you're getting four yards. At best, there's no breakaway uh, speed. There's no chance of him taking it to the house. At best, you're sitting there going, please Clyde, pick up four yards, get out so Isaiah Pacheco can get into the game. So while I would probably like to see Prince or P Ryan get an opportunity, until the Chiefs show us anything different, it's going to be Clyde. That's the way they go about it. Uh, I like Charlie Martin saying, my grandmother can uh, run the rock better than Clyde. (laughs) Charlie, I want to meet your grandmother. That's impressive. Uh, Gary says, do you feel the Broncos will score 20 versus the Chiefs defense this Sunday? No, I do not. I think the Chiefs defense, um, they're legit, man. That one bad half against the Chargers did not change anything. I think I was a little bit concerned originally because I go, all right, this is a a revisit to 2018. I was nervous, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought, "Okay, finally the Chiefs playing Justin Herbert. This is a re- we're revisiting 2018 here. It was too good to be true." Then they shut him out in the second half. They made adjustments. Maybe the Broncos score 14 in the first half. They're not getting to 20. I believe in Spagnolo, I believe in this defense. And by the way, Russell Wilson was getting the ball batted down time and time again just a week ago or two weeks ago against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you add in Charles Minnhu with those long arms, with that height against a shorter quarterback in Russell Wilson. I'm taking a basketball an- analogy here. He's going to have to fake a pass, make a pass, because dude will be getting blocked time and time again. I do not think the Broncos scored 20 against this Chiefs defense. Their only hope, their only hope, is the Chiefs score less than 20 as well? A um, couple questions here. One from Oregon Fishing whiskey or beer? That is a great question, Oregon. Incredible question. Both. But if I had to choose, I'm going whiskey. I'm going whiskey, specifically bourbon. Uh, big bourbon guy. I love Woodford Reserve. That is my go to. Uh, you can see some uh, actually over my shoulder over here, right there. Yeah. That's the Centennial whiskey right here from Kansas. It's kind of cool. We found it in my uh, fiance's, her dad's uh, old barn. They were were selling a barn down there in Mound City, Kansas. And it was an old Kansas Centennial uh, bourbon bottle. So we found that, and it's now framed behind me. But I'm a big bourbon and whiskey guy. Uh, Going back to the Chiefs and Broncos game, while – The defense, again, in the first half, scared me while Russell Wilson is, I think, improving a little bit. His connection with Sean Payton getting a little stronger. Outside of Cortland Sutton, who scares you? Does Cortland Sutton even scare you? Jerry Judy does not scare me. There's a reason why I don't really want the Chiefs to trade for Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton is the bigger body type of receiver, the possession-wide receiver that gives Chiefs troubles we've seen it with Mike Williams I think we're going to probably see it with Cortland Sutton again that one catch he made was incredible it was electric he was draped but the issue is when you have a possession wide receiver they're able to come down with the ball Cortland Sutton's the only guy on the Broncos that gives me any cause to pause And if that's the only dude <laughs> that ain't enough uh phantom says if we can get pressure with four down limo we can drop six or seven in coverage uh we need to turn the donkeys over three times and again from what we saw with charles and Minahu being inserted into the lineup you know he didn't play a ton in that game let me pull up his snap count share right here charles played 32 snaps which was 51 percent overall of the snap counts um it was more than i thought but how big of an impact did he make in 32 snaps. Huge impact. I mean, he knocked the ball down, or he knocked the ball up that ended up in an interception. He had a sack, had an almost another sack. You rush with four. And again, I, I think the number was they only uh blitzed 17% of the time. Spags loves to blitz. A lot of times you'll see in the 30, 40% range. they were rushing for perpetually against uh, the chargers against a quarterback, by the way, and Justin Herbert, who is a bigger body quarterback. He's what six, five. He's tough to bring down. Chiefs brought him down five times. Russell Wilson, a little smaller, um, obviously height wise, but a little smaller body wise as well. While he was once a very mobile quarterback, he's obviously not that anymore. I think the Chiefs will be fine. Will be fine sitting for. They'll get enough pressure on him. Chargers don't have a great offensive line, but quite frankly, neither do the Broncos. All of those offseason uh, signings, quite frankly, have not worked out as planned for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Angry says, "Does Hardman see a dramatically increased share of snaps this week versus a weak opponent to get warmed back up?" Um. I don't know how much we will see an increase. Uh, He played 11 snaps, which was 16% last week. Um, You might see a little more, but again, I don't know who he's taken away from. That that is still going to be the question. Uh, You know, if he plays 20 snaps, I wouldn't be that shocked. But Kadarius Tony Kadarius Tony only played 13. Um, Justin Ross played 17. Obviously we will see how that plays out going forward. Uh, if he's going to actually be active for this upcoming game, as they wait to see what happens there. Sky Morriso so played 41 snaps, which was 60% MVS played 47 snaps in this game. Or she rice 40. The issue is McCall Harmon is best in the slot, which is where she rice thrives. You know, Adam best had all the numbers a couple weeks ago. Um, It's not as simple as, okay, McCall Harvin, you take Sky Moore snaps. Because they don't, well, yes, they're playing wide receiver. It's not technically the same position, right? Because Rasheed Rice has been in the slot a ton. That's where they want to use McColl Hardman. So you're not just going to all of a sudden put Rasheed Rice on the outside or McColl Hardman on the outside. You, you know, the difference is maybe you see McColl out there more because Rasheed Rice is still learning the playbook. He's still young. We know the Andy Reid system, how difficult it is to learn, especially for rookies. They might just value him uh, in the slot more because he's picked that up easier. I just don't know how McCall Hartman or who McCall Hartman is going to take snaps away from, you know, again, Kadarius Tony could be a guy because they're both those jet sweep, those design plays. Um, but I think McCall Hartman is who he is where if you get three or four big plays from him each game, that's where he has his biggest value. Not a guy you put on the field for 50, 60 snaps. Uh, we see a question here from Justin Hayes. Now that Ross is gone, any chance Chiefs get Juju back? It's a good question. Uh, you know, Ross, we don't know for sure is gone from what I have seen so far. It looks like they're standing by Justin Ross, um, at least until everything and you know, all the facts play out, which is traditionally what the Chiefs have done. Right. They stayed by Tyreek Hill. They stayed by Kareem Hunt for a while until uh, the whole line situation. um you know, they've stayed by Charles who They stayed by Frank Clark. The Chiefs will stay by their guys until everything plays out. They stayed by Chris LeMans, and Chris LeMans was a special teamer. Um, so, I think they'll probably stay by Ross at least for a little longer until everything comes out into the open. I still don't think they go after Judas Schuster. Um I still personally am in the camp that the Chiefs knew more as far as that as far as that knee or they were at least concerned more about the injury. And that's why they did not give a larger offer to Juju. I think that might be a bigger storyline than just going out and getting Juju uh, because of how solid he was last year. He had 933 yards. He was actually the free agent wide receiver with the most yards. There's a reason why he signed the contract that he did. I still believe there is more to the injury aspect of it than meets the eye. Also ask, is Rice a deep threat? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say Rasheed Rice is a deep threat in the ilk of a Justin Watson or an MVS. I don't think that is his strong suit, quite frankly. His strong suit this year has been against zone coverage. You know, I was talking to Chiefs uh, former Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker Nick Lowry about this. We've been very impressed with Rasheed with Rice, not necessarily in regards to beating man coverage, but in regards to beating and finding the soft spot in zone coverage. That's what Juju did last year. That's what Travis Kelsey perpetually does game in and game out. That is something you typically learn as you age in the NFL. Rasheed Rice is doing this as a rookie, while he still has the physical traits. A lot of times it takes time against zone coverage to really find the soft spots. And quite frankly, You see veterans still struggle doing it. Now, this is a running back, but just because it came to mind and I was watching the game, Alexander Madison, the running back for the Vikings, he had an opportunity to sit down in the red zone, give a nice throwing lane to Kirk Cousins. But what did he do? He drifted. He drifted directly into the defensive player so Kirk Cousins couldn't make the throw. We saw it earlier this year as well with Kadarius Toney, his first game of the season, right? Kadarius Tony could have sat down in the soft spot of the zone, but what did he do? He drifted, and it was uh, Jack Campbell right against the Lions who was able to make the play. So Rasheed Rice, for a rookie, has been very impressive with the nuances of zone coverage. I don't consider him necessarily a deep ball threat, but he does not have to be. When you have MVS or when Justin Watson comes back on the field, those guys take pressure away from some of these underneath routes, from some of these softer spots in the zone, take, taking guys deep. And that allows Rasheed Rice to find the soft spot, sit down, and be a great outlet for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, ADG says, true, Harbin is best in the slot. So would Sky, uh, and they keep playing him outside. Any idea why? Yeah, it does seem like Sky Moore would be best in the slot. That was my uh, pick for the slot to start the season. But again, I think because Rasheed Rice has been so good, you don't want to take him off the field. If he thrives there and he's better than Sky Moore in the slot, you put Rasheed in a slot, and then you try and move Sky outside. He's just not—he's not succeeded. Now I've talked to some people um, around the NFL, around the you know, around Chiefs media, some former Chiefs players, and, and they keep pointing out to me at times Sky Moore is open, and Mahomes just is not looking his way, and that can be a sign of trust. Maybe the Chiefs trust Sky, but Mahomes doesn't. But that seems very weird to not take your quarterback's uh, side in this situation. But that is where we stand. You you know, Sky Moore does not strike me as an outside threat by any means. Uh, The size, obviously. Uh, I keep comparing him to Deontay Johnson because of the combine numbers. But Deontay Johnson clearly has gotten open at a much higher clip than Sky Moore has. I don't know what you do with Sky right now because Rasheed Rice is thriving in this slot. McCole Harbin seems like the second best bet for the slot. Sky Moore, I'm struggling to see where he fits into the equation here. But at the same time, you have to have someone else on the outside. He might just be your best option. Um, Bumpa BB says, "I don't understand why Sky uh, why Sky is still playing more snaps than Rice. Might be the dumbest thing ever. But Hope Reed realizes Rasheed is wide receiver one." Again, it's kind of all the same conversation here. Um, for me, and my perspective here is they're playing slightly different positions. You know, Sky's been on the outside while Rashid, they love in the slot. That's just the way it goes. They need to find another outside wide receiver before you start seeing uh, Sky Moore's snap count drastically go down. And until that happens, I think this is the uh, receiver room you are going to deal with a snap count share you're going to see i am not saying that i agree with it i'm not saying this is if i had my druthers this is what i would do but this is how i'm seeing it unfold in front of us it's the same reason why i think you're seeing mvs get the uh consistent most amount of snaps game in and game out because he's the only outside wide receiver the current only deep ball threat the chiefs trust at this point um Primetime Gallus says, hope when Watson comes back, he takes some of Sky's snaps and not Rashid's. I think that's a very good bet. I don't think Watson would take any Rashi Rice's snaps. Uh, I, I truthfully don't. I think Justin Watson would take some of MVS's snaps and maybe some of Sky's, but I don't think he's taking any of Rashid's. Uh, Great question here. Gates or Arthur Bryant's? Okay. I like Arthur Bryant's, okay? I, I, I know people don't like Arthur Bryant's, even though it's one of the historical ones in Kansas City. A lot of them." think it's gone downhill but when you fry your fries and fat from the from the meat it's gonna be damn good okay i still like arthur bryant's uh, at this point i almost think it's starting to get underrated at, in some instances but gates man gates is my favorite barbecue spot in kansas city because they have my favorite sandwich in kansas city the beef nooner and it's a great deal if you go during the uh weekday uh, around i think 11 to 2 um we really need Gates to sponsor this show, by the way. Uh, you get uh, brisket. You get burn-ins, which they chop, which is my favorite way of doing burn-ins. They chop the burn-ins on top, all on a bun, and you get some extra hot sauce on that. That thing is the best sandwich in Kansas City, bar none. Okay, If you have a chance, get the beef nooner. Uh, make sure you order it lean as as well. Gates does this thing where they kind of take advantage of, of rookies, of people that don't know how to order there, it seems like. So you're going to make sure you know how to order at Gates. They're going to yell at you. And when they yell at you, you say, can I get a beef nooner lean ass, please? That is the order. A uh, couple more questions here. I want to get to uh, Boulevard Wheat or Blue Moon Boulevard Wheat. Not even close. Uh, Casey Bierko first, obviously. But uh, Boulevard, I love still. Uh, anything Casey, I'm all about. I know they actually got bought out. Uh, blue moon is solid. Don't get me wrong, but I, I actually do prefer the taste of Boulevard wheat over blue moon. Uh, kind of grew up on Boulevard wheat, you know, before Casey Bierko was around. Uh, that was our fancy beer in college. Right. And at, at Mizzou, if we ever got a six pack of Boulevard wheat, we were living large. That meant we spent like 12 whole dollars on a six pack. That meant someone hit a bet. That means someone sold something because we were living large. If we ever got Boulevard wheat in college, um, Trevor says going to be the game. Have fun, Trevor. You have a great time. Bring home a chief's dub witness 17 in a row. Uh, Justin says best small club to see a band in KC. Love this question. Uh, right now. I think the Truman might be my favorite place in KC as far as far as small venues. I've always loved the uptown theater. I think uptown is a little on the midsize, right? I wouldn't say small. I would say more mid-size. Um, the Truman though was awesome maybe that considers midsize as well but I love the Truman for the first time earlier this year to see Dinosaur Jr had an absolute blast that was a phenomenal setup multiple bar setup great bathroom situation so you can still listen and not miss a, miss the band uh, Uptown's great I used to love the Beaumont Club back in the day when they play all the emo bands Cage the Elephant and the like they would have the battle of the bands in KC play the Beaumont Club it was always kind of a shit show uh, that eventually went out of business uh, but the Beaumont Club was one of my favorite ones growing up here in high school uh you could walk down from kelly's bar as well try and sneak in i uh, saw many a band at the beaumont club which maybe had one of the worst sound systems and worst viewing points in kansas city but if anyone here remembers the beaumont club raise your hand because that is a throwback uh, a former classic legendary place here in kc jay brickman says rumor has it this is a trap game as much as i would agree with you because You have this, right? You have the Broncos, obviously, but then you play the the Miami Dolphins. Is that a trap game? And obviously you have the Eagles after the bye and all that stuff. I don't think so. Andy Reid is not a trap game coach. Andy Reid does not fall into the uh, lackadaisicalness against teams like the Broncos. This is still an AFC West opponent. You know, number 17 is on the line in a row. I think the Chiefs will come out firing. I have no... I have no question the Chiefs are are overlooking this game because they're not. I I don't believe the Chiefs will be overlooking this game personally. A couple more questions here. Bazookas or Temptations? (laughs) Neither. I I can honestly say I have been to neither Bazookas or Temptations. If you don't know what those two places are... I've been to neither. Um, Seth says Sterling, what's your favorite hair band? If you consider Skid Row a hair band, it's Skid Row. Uh, absolutely love Skid Row. Love Sebastian Bach. Uh, great question. I love hair metal. Um, you know Cinderella is obviously solid. White Snake is great. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I'm going Skid row. Uh, Angry Drunken German says, any chance we add depth to the O-line before the deadline? Maybe a small move. Again, for me, what it comes down to is as much as we like to see moves happen in the NFL and as much as Moves are starting to happen more often in the NFL. It's still not baseball. It's still not the NBA. It's fairly rare. I don't think the Chiefs will add any depth to the O line before the deadline, personally. Uh, Trevor asked, What are your thoughts on St. Louis Rams to Chiefs fans converts? Hey, the more the merrier. Had a lot of friends in college who were Rams fans. They go to L.A. They said, bleep those guys. We want nothing to do with them. Uh, I will not ever root for anything Stan uh, Stan Kroenke is about. Uh, So they became Chiefs fans, and I welcomed them. But what I will say is Rams fans or former Rams fans who are Chiefs fans, don't be mad when I rip on St. Louis. I'm a KC man through and through. You're not going to tell me that you guys have good pizza when you put – Ketchup on a cracker and put fake cheese on that thing i am all the way out don't tell me you have good barbecue you have like one or two good spots i'm out the only thing you have going for you food wise is toasted rav's those are incredible that i will grant you there's my olive branch as far as st louis food i will give you toasted rav's um Daniel says, "I've missed most of the stream due to dad problems." Well, it's a good thing, right? I'm sad you missed a lot of this chat, but you know, at least your dad. I'm happy for you. That's a really cool thing. Uh, Tran views says, "My dad had a soul band that played the Beaumont Club once or again." Uh, that's awesome, man. Really cool. Um, Beaumont was rad. Beaumont was a beautiful mess. It was. It really was. Uh, Bumpa says, "Should we put Rasheed out more and see how he does, and then let Sky play in the slot a bit to get more production from him? I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't uh, prefer in a close game, but I think that's actually a, a good situation to see. Can Rasheed Rice learn? Can he thrive playing on the outside? You know, they try and give bite-sized pieces to these young wide receivers in an Andy Reid system." What if you try throwing them out there to the Wolves and see what happened? You know, uh, there was that quote on Justin Ross the other day. Uh, I actually don't have it in front of me anymore, but it was in in line with they didn't really trust Justin Ross on the field. They didn't trust him to pick up the playbook. They thought he would pick it up better. Uh, Albert Breer had something about this. I know Jordan Foote tweeted this out a few days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. And that's why Justin Ross wasn't seeing the field board. They just quite frankly, weren't uh, very impressed with his ability of the playbook yet, which is a little disheartening considering he sat out a whole year and he thought, well, he should be learning that thing. Um Favorite drummer of all time: Neil Peart, obviously. Rush, big Rush guy. Uh, Mike Portnoy of Dream Theater was probably number two, and Chad Smith of Red Hot Chili Peppers is three. I'll go John Bonham four. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a sucker for the classics. You know, a lot of these guys are are they're great for a reason. John Bonham, I can never ever touch what he did with his foot. You try playing good times, bad times. Considering I am a drummer myself. No, I consider myself a pretty good drummer. I've played my whole life. I ain't touching that song. My foot does not move that quickly unless I have a double bass pedal. Uh, Jose says, hope we don't play down to the competition. I hope not either. It's always a question mark with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why I never get scared when they play good teams because they always get up for the good teams. But again, as I said earlier, I don't expect the Chiefs to overlook the Broncos, even with the Miami Dolphins in uh, Germany. I don't expect the Chiefs to take this game lightly. With Andy Reid at the helm, they typically don't. A uh, couple more questions here. Phantom says, saw Cinderella and Bon Jovi at Kemper in 88. That'd be a hell of a show. I saw Bon Jovi a few years ago in Philly. Uh, that was a pretty, uh, pretty solid show. Uh, Albert Bickley, uh, Albert Bickley says quicksand Jesus, baby. Yes. Quicksand Jesus is one of my favorite songs by Skid Row. Phenomenal. So underrated. Everyone always points to 18 in life or youth gone wild quicksand Jesus or in a darkened room. You listen to those two songs. You will become massive Sebastian Bach and Skid Row fans. Uh, Trevor says, sucks living in Denver and having to hate all the sports teams because they're owned by Kroenke. I feel for you there. Uh, Jesus Perez says, Chiefs always play with their food. They do a lot. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Sometimes we do wish they'd put teams away. But even when they play with their food, they typically find ways to win the game. You know, Andy Reid does not like to blow teams out. Typically, obviously, he did against the Chicago Bears, but I'm with you. They they do typically uh, keep teams in games a little more than you would like brian says chicago has the best pizza uh keep rice in the slot this year and then next year move them outside more i like those thought process chicago has solid pizza really good pizza i still like new york slash hoboken slash philly i'm an east coast pizza kind of man i love the the kind of thin crust um that's my personal preference. Luigi's in Philly was some of my favorite pizza of all time. Uh, Jake says, What's the best dive in KC Mo? Very good question. One of my favorites is Jock's in downtown Overland Park. Uh, it's walking distance from my house. I took Matt Verderam there and Patrick Allen there. I kicked their ass in pool and darts. It's a lot of fun. I've not been back in a while, actually. Uh, big dive bar guy, but I'd probably say my favorite one is Jocks. I know it's not technically KC Mo, That's on the Kansas side, um, but that's a really good one. Uh, not a dive, but on the KC Mo side, Green Lady Lounge is a lot of fun. Uh, it's not a dive bar. It's an old piano bar. Uh, they'll play some jazz band in there as well. Um, I love Green Lady Lounge. It's become a Kansas City staple, but uh, Green Lady Lounge is a very, very fun spot uh, if you're into that. And There's one that's called, I think, Swordfish Toms. I believe Swordfish Toms. It's a. actually I think Richard may have gone there with us. I can't remember if Richard went or not. Uh, it's a uh, speakeasy, kind of expensive, uh, really hipster, Obviously, but if you, yeah, Richard with the boiler. Yeah, that was so Richard went with me too. That's a cool spot. Very expensive, but it's a good spot if you want to go on a date. If you want to take someone on a date, Swordfish Toms is a pretty cool spot. Just know you're going in and it's going to be a pretty expensive uh, situation, but I thought it was a pretty cool, speakeasy type of spot. Uh, Jay Bick, uh, Brickman says, I heard Tyreek is hurt. Yeah, sounded like according to Tua Tech uh, he wasn't 100% sure if. Tyreek's going to be available this upcoming game. Uh, Don't know the severity of Tyreek Hill's injury, but again, not a good situation for Miami. Uh, Let's see. Some more questions here. Have I seen the movie Dirt, the Motley Crue movie? Yeah, I have. Uh, It was a long time ago. I went through a phase where I watched the ZZ Top documentary as well as the Motley Crue one. Um, I believe I actually like the ZZ Top one a little bit better. Uh, I like Motley Crue, man. I saw him a long time ago. Um, I like Motley Crue. Obviously, Vince Neil can't sing anymore. His voice is shot. Uh, I feel bad sometimes when you see those guys who were so talented, obviously, in their day. It's hard, man. It's hard. You, you see it all around. I mean, you know, bonds, I mean, Brian Johnson for ACDC, no idea how he did it. He had to sit out uh, the last leg of a tour. Uh, actually, Axel Rose filled, filled in. I actually saw that. That was a really cool uh, show. Axel Rose filled in for Brian Johnson with ACDC. I saw that in Philly a few years ago. That was so cool. But Brian Johnson, like losing his hearing, um, you know, the singer of Journey. Obviously, they had to have a fill-in. I mean, it's just tough uh, when you hit a certain age, all of a sudden – Can't hit those notes like you once could. Although if you're in in my shoes, I could never hit the notes. So at least they hit them at one point. Uh, Gary says denim and diamonds or neon moon at independence mall. Have you ever been to those bars? I have not. I have not gone out in independence very often. Um, used to go to independence all the time. My grandpa lived in independence. My dad grew up in independence. Uh, independence audio is still uh, near and dear to my heart. Whenever I have to go get anything music wise and my car done, I always go to independence audio. I still go to mugs up root beer all the time. That little drive through a little bit like an old time Sonic, if you will, the best root beer in uh, and quite frankly, in any area it's mugs up root beer. If you've not been go to independence, go to mugs up root beer. So freaking good and the burgers. The little ground beef burgers, outstanding, and obviously high boy. Come on. I'm a high boy man over here. I love independence, but uh never went out there. It was never 21. Uh never was 21. Uh best party New Year's Eve after the Bengals beat down. Honestly, it's probably gonna be cliche, but I bet uh bet power and light's gonna be popping. I've been to New Year's Eve at power and light before that was a great time man Power and light is a lot of fun if you go with a good group of people uh, i would I would recommend power and light if you're out trying to get wild if you're not trying to get wild you know sometimes some of the suburb barbs or, suburb bars are kind of fun there's Maloney's by my house I'm a big fan of that bar there's a pool table a dartboard um I went to Maloney's after the Chiefs won uh, the Super Bowl uh, the first time around in this uh, modern era, if you will. And that was a great spot. They got a good outdoor area as well. If it's a 40 degree or up weather, you can put on a nice jacket, go out there and party on the rooftop. Uh, big fan of that. A few country bars I used to go to, but those closed down. I see uh, Denim and Diamonds, again, as Gary Holland pointed out here. I'm sure that is a country bar. Sure sounds like one. Um I'm a big country bar guy. I like to line dance. I'm not a huge country music fan necessarily. I like country music, but it's not my go-to. Although you probably wouldn't tell from this plaid shirt I'm rocking today. I got my pair of cowboy boots. Just saw a John party in Midland this past week in Omaha. Turnpike Troubadours is one of my favorite bands. But I love going to country bars. Love line dancing. It's always fun. Um... Jesus Perez says, do you want the Chiefs to sign Chris Jones to an extension at terms? I would love that. I would love to sign Chris Jones to an extension. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to happen And the terms. I don't know. If we were up to me, I would say three for 90. I'm fine giving Chris Jones $30 million per year. He's that much of a game changer. Um, he's that big of a difference maker. I know you don't pay players in football the way you do in baseball. At least baseball used to go where you would pay for what you've done. You know, NFL is very forward-thinking. A lot of times in the NFL, it's, yeah, it's great and all, but that means you got more mileage on you. You got more wear on the tires. But in Chris Jones' case, I think he's going to age gracefully. That fourth year for me would be the holdup. I'm going three for, for three for 90, 30 million per year. Um, if you want to guarantee the majority of it, I'm also okay with that. Um, the Chiefs have shown they can go a little cost-effective in certain spots. They're still not paying a top-end edge rusher where you've seen the contracts explode in the NFL. You have FAU and George Karloft is still on rookie deals. Linebackers, a little bit of a different situation, but you've still gone cost-effective there. They've hit and gone cost-effective in the secondary. Your only real bad contract you have is Juwan Taylor. I don't mean bad because he's a bad player. I mean bad because that's a lot of money given to a right tackle. The other contract that's, again, I wouldn't, it's tough to say bad, but it's a lot of money for a guard in the NFL, Joe Tooney, with the contract contract restructuring, right? They did a restructure this year to get under the cap and move some money around. Looks like he actually might be back. You know, we all originally thought that they were going to get out of that contract, but that's probably a contract that's going to stay on the books a little while longer, but you're cheap at left tackle. Eventually, what do you do with Creed Humphrey and and, and Trey Smith? That remains to uh, be the question. But you're also not paying big money to a wide receiver. And that's been the biggest difference. So if it were me, I'm spending that money on Chris Jones, three for 90, and I ain't looking back. Uh, Gary says, how do you feel Missouri will do versus the Bulldogs Saturday? Next Saturday, right? Because they have a bye uh, this Saturday. Um, Nervous as hell. That's the 4th of November. Nervous as hell. They played them close last year. Huge Mizzou fan. Went to Mizzou. Mizzou alum. I go back to a game every once in a while. I went to the LSU game this year. So maybe I'm bad luck. The only loss Mizzou, M- Missouri has this, this season. I'm optimistic. But if they lose, I'm not going to sit here and cry. I'm not going to sit here and be heartbroken. Because obviously expectations change as the season goes on. But no one expected Missouri to be 7-1. and one. No one expected the Missouri Tigers to beat Georgia uh, at the start of this season. I don't want to put more pressure on Eli or this team than there needs to be. If they come out of this game with a loss and they're 7-2, and two, I am still going to be ecstatic. Will I have a slight part of me going, oh, that's heartbreaking. What could have been? You bet your ass I will. But at the end of the day, this has been a much better season than anyone could have expected. And oh, by the way, I know Luther Burden's going to, have to play one more year in college. But Luther Burden would look, would look really good in the red and gold. If Luther Burden has any sort of opportunity to make it to Kansas City, sign me the hell up because I would love that. My dog's barking right now. But Luther Burden got that dog in him. <laughs> this might be the final one. because it made me laugh. What? You're a line dancer. I didn't know you were into thick girls. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> line dancing meant I was into thick girls. <laughs> I'm engaged either way. I love my fiance. I, I don't I don't know how to answer that question. I just like to line dance. I like to dance. Uh, as a drummer, I have rhythm. So I like getting out there on the dance floor and having some fun. I don't like to stand around at bars. I like to play darts. I like to play pool. I like to dance. I like to have some fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. I, I know no Adam Best. We maybe were a little less analytical on this show. We didn't get a chance to do Hot Take Kingdom, but I had a lot of fun hanging out with you all. Uh, yes, I want the Chiefs to sign Chris Jones. I'm very excited. Nick Bolton's wrist injury is not as, well serious, yes, could have been worse is a better way to put it. We'll not have to put the metal insert. Should hopefully come back a little quicker than initially expected. Justin Ross, again, we will keep you guys posted. We are not trying to speculate. That is not what I like to do on this show. Jimmy said, need Joe Summers on this one. He'll be here Friday giving you the bet breakdown. I love Joe Summers. I am so glad we added him to the uh, show um, as well. I mean, just to the Arrowhead Addict family, the podcast schedule. Joe's a great dude. He has been a great Great addition to this entire show. We are all happy he is here with us. But thank you guys so much for hanging out. I love talking KC, Chiefs, everything with you guys. This was so much fun. Uh, appreciate all the comments. Appreciate all the love, all the likes. If you guys want to drop us a like or a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we would really appreciate that. Patrick Allen will be here tomorrow. Until then, we are out. Apple.